Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Jesus. Come on, lift those hands and let's bless him. Those of you who are online, lift those hands right where you are. And let's just bless the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We honor you this morning, Holy Spirit. We honor you this morning, Holy Spirit. We honor you today. We honor you today. Move by your spirit. Have your way today. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Oh, we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this house this morning. Ah, God is just good. I really praise the Lord for what he's been doing in my life and what he's just been doing in the hearts of his people. Amen. Thank you. What he's been doing in the hearts of his people. God is a good God and we just welcome him this morning. Welcome the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Lord into this house today. Hallelujah. He's just been moving. He's the one doing the moving. Amen. Because what's being done in the spirit is not the work of a man, nor is it the work of a woman. It's the work of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we're welcoming him in this house today. Amen. Thank God for every one of you who are here. Those of you who are online, we thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to service with us this morning. Whatever time it is that you're watching, some watch later in the week or some watch in the afternoons, it's okay. But you are certainly welcome. We appreciate you. You are much appreciated. Because it's, I, I, I say this often, I say this often, and, and you can have the best, the best restaurant, the best anything in the world, and if nobody know you over in the corner, nobody gonna hear about you. Nobody gonna come to your restaurant. But those of you who are online, some of you somewhere along the line, you heard about us, or somebody told you. Those of us you were here, somebody heard you, either heard about us, or somebody told you. And you're here, and we just bless the Lord for you this morning. Amen. I've really been before the Lord, some things that the Lord has been dealing with me about, and uh, me about, and not only has he been dealing with me about them, but he's been freeing me up in some things, Dale. He's been freeing me up in some things. Brother Gary, would you bring this table right here for me, please? He's been bring, uh, feeling, he's been freeing me up in some things. And I want to share those things with you. Bishop and I, we went to a service. Yes, right here. Mm -hmm. Or closer over here somewhere. Thank you. We went to a service the other night. and Thank you. And it, the message that the Lord sent is right where God has had me for the last few weeks. As a matter of fact, the bishop who spoke, he said um, that the Lord changed his message about 4.30 that evening, and I said, boy, God, I am really special, you know, because it was the word that I needed and something that the Lord has been dealing with me, because I said, you know, I really, now that's one of those times things, I declare I feel special, amen, and as I was listening, sitting there, 
from the time he started. I knew that this is what the Lord wanted to say this morning, because all, all week I've, I've been asking him, you know, just not just this week, but even last, what is that you want me to speak? Even after Bishop spoke last week, and the Lord really most powerfully used him. Keep him in your prayers. That the Lord most powerfully used him last week, and how we're working toward a cause, this purpose. Every one of us has purpose. Every one of us in the body of Christ has a purpose in the body. But as, as, as the bishop was preaching, this is Bishop Theodos White from somewhere up there on the other side, Gil, Gilbert, South Carolina. And as he was ministering, I heard the Holy Ghost talking. I heard him. He was talking directly to me. And, and this built on something else that another apostle had shared with me a couple, about, about, uh, about three or four weeks ago now. I said, okay, God, I got this. Yeah, I got it now. I got, I hear, when I say I got it, I don't just mean I, mm, I understand it with here, no, but I got it here. And I'm understanding what you're saying, but we're going to look at, we're going to look and see what the Lord is talking about. Amen. So it was in my heart to share this with you this morning. So as I'm, I'm just beginning to study it all week. This is where I've been. This is where I've been, and I really want us to hear what it is that God is saying. All too often, the people of God, we're finding, and we've talked about this before, but we're finding ourselves moving in cycles. Cycles. I want us to look, excuse me. A cycle is any complete or round or a series of occurrences that repeats itself or that is repeated. I taught, when I taught science, I think it was in third grade, we taught about the rain cycle. The rain cycle, how water falls from the ground, evaporation, I'm probably going to forget them all now, evaporation, go back up to the clouds, clouds make rain, come back down again, it's called the rain cycle. All right? We know cycles, <clears throat> the circle of life. The, the animal at the top of the food chain eats the little animals. The little animals eat the grass. Let me start at the bottom first. The little animal eat the grass. Then the big animal eat them. Then their body decays, fertilizes the grass again, and it just keeps right on going. Circle of life. All right, but there's circles or cycles. Cycles. But what we find, even as the people of God, we're going through the same things. We're seeing the same people. We're doing the same thing, getting the same results. But we know somewhere something is missing. We know that it has to be more than us doing the same cycle over and over and over again. It's not that we're not functioning. It's not that we're not praising God. It's not, and I don't want to get ahead of myself here, it's not that we're not working for the Lord. It's not that we're not doing ministry. It's not that when God tells us something, we won't obey him. But we find ourselves, while we're working, 
God says, speak to this person, you speak to this person. God says, do this, you do this. But we find ourselves coming back, work over here, son, work over here, in the same cycle. Back to the same place, as it were, that, we're start, that we've started. There are things that we feel in our heart, situations. <clears throat> there are situations and circumstances that we've gone through. And we feel that we've gotten past them. And a lot of times we have. There may have been offenses laid. There may have been offenses laid, praise the Lord. And those offenses that were laid, and we may have really had the person felt a way about it. And we, they really, we were offended with them. We may have took that thing to heart when we shouldn't have. And we got over that. We went before the Lord. We've forgiven the person. We're loving now. But for some reason, we're still stuck somewhere. And those things, even though we've gotten past them, and we know we've, we've forgiven, but something happened along the way, and we're still kind of stuck. These are things that we've prayed about. We've cried about them. God, I, I know something is missing. I know I'm not as happy as I need to be. But still, we find ourselves going in cycles. Cycles. I want us to go to the word. <clears throat> Acts, the third chapter. Let's look at that. Acts, the third chapter, the first through the tenth verse. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. Now that ninth hour would have been three o'clock to us. Okay? Being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked of them alms. In other words, he asked them to give him some, give him some money, give him something. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Normally, when people, and, and I really want you to think about it, when people, if people is, if people are asking you for something, give me some money, give me some, how many of us can honestly say we look at them dead in the eye? Or tell them, just look at me, look at me. Most of the time, if we're going to give, we just give it to them and just go about our business. But Peter, here Peter, and, and Peter says unto him, Peter looks at him dead in the eye and says, look on us. And the man gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. He probably expected, oh, this is going to be a good day today. I'm getting big bucks. He telling me to look on him. Hmm. I'm going to go. Yes. So I can imagine how he was excited. How he was excited. But then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
rise up and walk. I can imagine this man. Hmm, he had heard many people. He had heard many people telling him no before. This man, I'm sure you back out here again today because he's been there. And remember, he was lame from his, his, his youth. I want to just kind of paint this picture for you, too. He's, where he's at the gate, the beautiful gate. They call it a beautiful gate because it was beautiful. And this was the gate going into the temple. So people going in there to church all day long, different hours to pray. This was happened to be at just at the ninth hour that it was time for them to go in to pray. People had been going in and out of this gate for years. This gate had been there a long time. This man, had, this man was only, if, if you look in Acts, the, the fourth chapter, I believe it is, and the 22nd verse, yes. If you look in that book, you'll find where, where, it, where, where it's continuing. And, and the word says that he was, he was more than 40 years old. So this man has been back and forth. They're carrying him back and forth every day. Look at the picture now. They're carrying him back and forth every day for however many long, long years. Asking for help. So I would even imagine here, and I'm getting ahead of myself, I know, but it's okay. I would even imagine, Dale, remember the Bible said how Jesus went into the temple? That's the same temple. Same temple. But Jesus didn't heal him. Why didn't Jesus heal him? We're going to talk about that a little while longer. Same temple. Same temple. Hallelujah. But now Peter is saying, look on me. I don't have any silver, I don't have any gold. Such as I have, I'm given unto you. And he went on to tell him to get up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ. And verse 7 says, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And look at what the word says. And immediately... His feet and his ankle bones received strength. In other words, the part of his body that were weakened or broken were made whole. They were made whole. And he, verse 8, and he leaping stood up and walked. Imagine, this man had never walked. He's over 40 years old. Never walked. But all of a sudden somebody said, look on me. I have no silver, I have no gold, but what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. He reached down, he got my hand, and I got my feet and ankle bones received strength, and he's getting up jumping and shouting. But, and then it said, but look at verse 8. It says this, and he leaping stood up and walked and entered with them into the temple. He went to church with them. He started doing what they did. He had seen people going in and out of this temple for years. But he, and I can even imagine he wanted to go in there sometime. But when Jesus came, when, when the presence of the Lord rather came upon him, he healed him. And now he's able to go into the temple with them. And what was he doing? He was walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he who had sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder. Look at the testimony and amazement at that which had happened to him. I want us to look at the cycles in this man's life. Imagine every day. Every day, 
this paralyzed man woke up in the morning to prepare for his, for his condition. His life was in a cycle. I'm going to talk this morning about breaking cycles. Breaking cycles. Every day he prepared for his life. Same thing. What was going to happen? Somebody's going to get him up, carry him outside of the gate, and he was going to ask. His condition was no fault of his own. He was, he was born that way. He, he didn't do anything to cause this. He was born that way. Someone always had to help him. He had no thoughts that he could ever live an independent life. This was his lot in life. What he knew was that someone would bring him every day to the beautiful gate so that he could beg. Some people would give him a little and some people would give him a lot. And somebody would come and take him home at the end of the day. This man had no expectations other than to be like he was for the rest of his life. He was lame. He was dependent on others. He needed help and didn't realize that help was available for him. Just imagine that fate. Now I want us to look at this. How many of us have cycles in our lives that we have resolved that this is just the way it's going to be for me the rest of my life. We don't expect things to change. We don't, we, we feel like everything is okay, but we know something is missing. Just because we can pay bills because we have more money than we once had. All our bills are paid. My job, I got a better job than I used to have. Life is better than what it used to be. But we still know down on the inside something is missing. We know we're not really happy. If I were to do a poll this morning to everybody who's you can say I'm genuinely happy in my walk with God and I'm really happy in my life. Stand. I'm not asking you to stand for real. How many can stand honestly and say, I know I'm happy in God. God has made my life happy. Or if I ask us to stop and think, are we really going through cycles? Are there cycles in our life? And because of these cycles that we're going through, we're not really happy. And we're not growing in God like we know we should. We can laugh at the right time. We can ha 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 at the right time. But in our lives, this is not a gloom and doom message because God wants to break the cycles. But in our lives, we know there are places where we are stuck. And in our hearts, 
We want to be free, but down on the inside, do we really expect things to change? I had to take a strong look at me. And to be honest, I had some cycles in my life. There's some areas that I just think it's going to be this way the rest of my life. Not that I wouldn't obey God with everything he says me to do, because I will. I will. But did I, what did I really expect? Did I expect anything greater from God? Or do, is it, okay, this is good right here. Or are we really going, knowing in our heart that God's got more for us? Break the cycles, Lord. Some of us have become numb to pain. We've been in a situation so long, we're numb. Don't even bother us. No, we just go along like nothing is nothing. Like nothing is nothing. We're numb to the pain, but we're not happy. But we know something is wrong. Some of us, we don't even want to talk about it. Because we don't feel God, we don't even feel God's going to do anything else about it. We don't think people will help us. We don't think there's no help for us because we've been in this thing so long. And we're so miserable. We, we feel stuck. And we know that our life has been just a cycle. There are areas in our life that have been broken. Like I said earlier, we've gotten over the offenses. Many of us have gotten over the offenses but things have left a scar. The wound is healed, but that scar is still there. And we need God to heal us, to remove the scar. Some of the wounds are not healed, and we're stuck. But then there are some, the wound is healed. We're, we're forgiven, but that scar is still there. And that scar, let me tell you, let, oh, 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 oh. And this is what Apostle... McCree, Jesse McCree told me this. He said, what he said, let me tell you what he said. Why is it and what is the purpose of the adversary? I'm not going completely where he was, when I, but I want us to hear this. What is the purpose of the adversary to have negative things happen in our lives? What's the enemy's purpose? Not God's purpose. What's the enemy's purpose? Because remember we've taught, when you look for anything you go through, look for who? Look for you, look for God, look for the devil. So when the devil is in there, what is he trying to do? What is the enemy's purpose in our lives inside of negative situations? I'm just going to talk this morning what the devil does. Well, okay, let me just go here. What the enemy will do in the midst of a negative, a negative situation, he will form negative mindsets. He'll make us feel. It's never going to change. Look at people. See how bad they hurt you? Let's just say if you were in a relationship. Let's just, let me use me. I'm not going to use y'all. I'm going to use me. Let's say before I met Bishop, I was in a relationship with a guy. We weren't married, but we were, let's say we were, we were dating and he was abusive. He was mean to me. He was mean to me. But I let it go. I got out of that relationship and I met this other guy. But remember, in that relationship, Bishop was, he, he was real mean before I met him. You understand? Are you all following me? Real mean. But I was able to get out of that relationship. But 
when I came in that relationship, he was so abusive and it hurt so bad. The enemy formed a mindset. All men will abuse you. All men are mean. And don't, and don't be in a case where you may have seen your father and mother fussing and arguing. You get in a relationship. You didn't even marry the man yet. But yet y'all fussing and arguing. So now you thinking, daddy, John, all men fussing are all of them abusive. None of them respect you. This is a mindset that the enemy has formed. And in some mindsets, you might have even been in a church where you were hurt. I mean, you were hurt and some, you might have been abused or whatever might have happened. So then you come into another church. <clears throat> you, you love the word. You love the, the, the fellowship. You love all of that. But the mindset that the enemy has formed in you says, all pastors are no good. Eventually, <clears throat> excuse me. Eventually, they are going to hurt you. The new pastor is going to hurt you like the old one did. Mindsets are formed that you can't trust people because everybody will take advantage of you. And that's not so. Just because you met five bad pastors, but that don't mean all pastors are bad. There has to be a real for there to be a not real. <laughs> the real has to come first. You understand what I'm saying? There has to be real men or real women before there can be a fake. You understand what I mean by that? There has to be men and women who treat you right. There's some good people in this world before there can be people who are not good people. Are we understanding what I'm saying? Everybody is not out to hurt you. But the enemy has formed this mindset. Everybody would treat you the same way. People don't really love you. I have that mindset. People don't care nothing about you. People don't really care anything about you. All they want is what they can do for you. <laughs> I, that's real. These are minds, and just imagine, this is a mindset. Now, I'm out of this negative situation right here, right? I'm out of this negative situation. I was back here in this situation back here. But now, I'm out of it. I'm no longer with, I'm, what do I call his name? John. I'm no longer with John. I'm over here now. Now, I've met Ed. Now, Ed, I'm still looking at him. He's a good man. He's good to me, loves the Lord, walking in the spirit, and da 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 dee da 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 all the bells and the whistles, tall, handsome, nice man. Good husband material, good father material. He loves God. But I meet Ed, but remember the mindset that the enemy has left in us. All men are no good. So what do we do? We may even marry Ed. Looking out of one eye, waiting for him to be like everybody else. Mindsets. And these things the enemy leave in us so that at his opportune time, he can play with our mind. Nobody's no good. Everybody gonna hurt you.
Mm, I need to hurry on here. Help me here, Holy Ghost. So here we are. We're going in what? Cycles. Going around and around in a cycle. Knowing. Sometimes we know we're in a cycle, but we think this is all it's going to be. It'll never be any better than what it is. I need to hurry on here. Ah, but the cycles need to be broken. As I said earlier, a lot of times we've come out of the offense. Or we're out of the situation. Some people are still in the situation. But we've come out of the situation. But we need to be restored and made whole. Are we understanding? If you know what I'm talking about, say amen. We need, we're in our walk with the Lord. Here we are, we're going on with the Lord. Here we are. We're going on with the Lord. But we're carrying things and stuff and mindsets. We're carrying all of this stuff. But we're going on with the Lord. But yet we're going heavy. We need to be restored and made whole again. Restoration is the act of repairing, rehabilitation, rebuilding, reconstructing, redecorating something to a good condition or to a good operation where it's working good. Restoration is also the act of returning something or someone to a satisfactory state. Restoration can take place both in the physical realm and in the spiritual realm. It's not enough just for me to be restored on the outside. But I need to be restored on the inside. Because the enemy, some of us, has systematically broken us down. He broke, life did it. And sometime in our lowest states in life, the enemy came and left mindsets that have systematically broken us down. Some of us from a child, you know you ain't no good, just like your good, no good daddy. You ain't gonna never amount to nothing. And some of us believe this. Some of us have bought into the cycle. We think we'll never be any more than what we are now. We think any day now we're going to fail. Any day now people are going to talk about us. We, because this is what we were told. And the enemy made us believe. And please, if we ever did something wrong. See, I knew you weren't going to be. You knew you weren't going to be nothing. You knew you, this is all you could ever be. So you don't look to be any more than what you are. We don't expect to be anymore. Just like that man at that gate, he didn't expect to be any more than a beggar for the rest of his life. He bought into it. He bought into it. But God wants us to be made whole, to be restored and to be made whole. To be made whole is being, being made whole is not just changing the mind. That's not all that is. But being made whole is to be put into a place where the shackles are broken in the mind. 
And you are free and know that you have all that you need now to move forward in God and into your purpose in life. It's not enough just for my mind to, mm, I think I'm, think, I think I may, one day maybe, no. But we have to be free from the captivities of the adversary, from the mindsets of the adversary. We have to be made free from the works of the enemy. There's some things we must do in order for these cycles to change. First of all, it has to be a self-examination, and we've got to be honest with our own selves. I can't change until I'm honest with myself. I can sit here and tell you every day of my life, oh, I'm so happy, wee, 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 wee. I'm so happy, but in my heart, I know something is wrong. You wonder sometimes why people snap? You wonder ever, do you ever wonder why people may snap? This soft, quiet, easy-going person right here, all of a sudden, bam! Little thing, the littlest thing. That's because they're not being honest. Or not just that, that they're not being honest, but those things that are going on, were not, those cycles weren't broken on the inside. And one thing, you ever heard the straw that broke the camel's back? That one thing happened, and that was enough. But we've got to be honest with our own self. We've got to be looking at the test that we're failing. We, I'm not, I, me personally, I'm not the kind of person, I don't fuss. I, I, I don't like confusion. I hate confusion. But it doesn't mean I like everything you do. I may not say nothing. So what I used to do is just push it all down. Just push it down, push it down, push it down. But... Eventually, that stuff coming out somewhere. You're going to come out. And just because you may not say anything or may not do anything does not mean your heart is right. The heart has to be pure before God. The heart has to be pure. And that's where God is saying. Remember when David said this in, in Psalm 51 and 12? David prayed this prayer. He said, create in me a clean heart. How many of us can pray that prayer honestly and earnestly? God, something is wrong in my heart. And we may have gotten past 89% of the stuff. But that 11% is some, it may be 98%. But we know that something is still missing in my spiritual walk with God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God created me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit away from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy right spirit. Listen to David pray. God come see about me. Something is wrong. Yes, this was in a state when David had sinned. But this is a prayer we can still pray. God, I need restoration. I need to be made whole. I don't want to keep on going in cycles. I want the cycle broken in our life. Then David said, then will I teach transgressors thy ways. Then I'm going to start working for you. 
When you do this for me, I get them start working for you, Lord. And I and sinners will be converted unto thee. That's we need to be willing to examine our own self and be honest with yourself. Don't lie to yourself now. It's a bad man lie to himself. Because you know when you're off. You know when you're weak. You know when you're not feeling like you should feel. You know when your spirit is not on. Be honest with yourself. Cycles can be broken. We need, in order for these cycles to be broken, we need our thought life to change. Change how we think. We think the ways we think. We, what we feel is that the way we are will be like this for the rest of our life. Some of us think we'll never really be happy. We think we're caught. You understand what I'm saying, don't you? I know you do. We think we are stuck. I was talking to somebody this week, and I was sharing with them. I said, um, people can be in prison, in a prison cell or jail cell, and still be free. Freedom is not constituted by your surroundings. Freedom comes from the inside. You can be free in jail. John the Baptist was on an island by himself. Not John the Baptist, John. The Apostle John was on an island by himself. Nobody out there with him. But he was as free as he could be. Heard, got a revelation. The whole book of Revelation was written while he was out on the Isle of Patmos. He was free. Freedom is not a physical location. Freedom is mental. Freedom is spiritual. And a lot of times what we will do, we will think it's, if I move over here, I'm free. Or if I move over here, I can be free. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Freedom is come from the inside. Because just because you change the situation, the same person, the same bound person is going to go from point A to point B. So we have to be free in our thoughts. When the children of Israel went into Egypt, they went in as a family of shepherds. But after being down there in four, for Israel, Jimmy, for 400 years, they were forced during that period, they became brick makers. The Egyptians made them brick makers. At, but before they ended in the promised land, they had to their mindsets had to be changed. God was getting ready to bring them out of, out of Egypt, but the mindsets had to change. They couldn't go forward with the same mindsets. And we saw what happened when they went out in the, into, the, into the wilderness. A lot of them, well, we were better off back in Egypt. Just leave us back there. We were, we were making bricks, but at least we had food. The mindset had to change, and God killed all of them off except two. It's some, and, and, and I may have said this before, but it's some kind, I, I've been kind of searching something, and y'all may know more than I know about it. Maybe you can help me, but some writers said the women didn't die. Some writers say, all oh, just the men died, and the women, all the men died except two, Caleb and Joshua, and all the women made into the, I don't know. I got to search that some more. I just thought it was interesting. I thought I'd give y'all something to search out this week. I know you're going to search that out, Brother Gary. I know that. But now, here they came out. You too, uh, Dale. They came out 
of Israel with a mindset of making bricks. But their mindsets had to be changed. See, because we were all right back here in bondage. Remember that mindset that was formed? We all right already, Jimmy. I know you're gonna check that too. We're all we are already we were all right back here in bondage. But God needed to change their mindsets from being makers of bricks to warriors to fighters. It was time then for them to start fighting. It wasn't enough. They making a brick and throwing it at the at the giants in the land wasn't gonna get it. They had to learn how to fight. But some people weren't willing to change. And some people weren't, they didn't, my God have mercy, I thank you, Father. Some did not, most did not trust the leading of the Lord. And to move when he said move. And to change when he says change. So they couldn't go to where God was trying to take them. God help us here. I heard that just now. They didn't trust what God was planning to, what God was doing with them. So they mumbled and grumbled and complained. So they couldn't, God couldn't move their mindsets from being makers of bricks to warriors. Because they weren't able to move with God. Saints, they wanted to stay in the same cycle. Where it was comfortable. Wasn't good for them. They were under oppression. But God wanted to take them to another level. God wanted to move them to another level in him. To go in and possess the land. But they want, didn't want to change from the cycle. We've got to stop looking for negative things. We've got to move with God. We've got to stop dwelling in the past, church. Things have happened. Things have happened. But the past is past. But look at what the enemy has done in our minds. And this is You are going to be happy. Oh, yes, you are. Hallelujah. Look at what the enemy has done in our past. And what he's done in our mind. And we've got to realize that our mindsets and our mind, our thoughts have to be in alignment with the word. Look at 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. I'm going to be finished soon. Let's look at it in the, in the, in the uh, King James Version first. It says this. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. This is the power that we have. Let's look at the NIV. I love how the NIV is saying it. We demolish arguments. You know those conversations that you're having in your mind with the devil? Are we talking back and forth? He said, you know you ain't going to be nothing. I know. <clears throat> who are we talking to? When we say this, who are we talking to? Why are we having conversations still with the enemy? You know they don't like you. Who is the they they talking about? Who talking? 
And we sitting right here just sucking up what the enemy's saying with a straw. Just sucking it up. And then we get, here we are. He's just taking us around and around in cycles. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 in the NIV says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's the power that we have on the inside. Every thought that we have that's not like God, we have power to make it. To make the thoughts in our minds. And then, obedient to Christ rather. And we have power to demolish the arguments. These things that's going on in our head, these wars, the wars that we're having in our minds. And every pretension that sets itself up. Anything that the enemy has brought to say we're not going forward to God, to say we're not going to be happy, to say this is all life has to offer, to make us feel that we're stuck. The devil is a liar. We have power with God. We have to, in order to be restored and made whole, we've got to raise our level of expectations. It ain't going to be like this always. The word tells us to cast not therefore your confidence that has great recompense of reward. Hebrews 4, 33, 34, 35, somewhere in there. No, Hebrews 10. Is it 10 or 4? 10, I think. Cast not therefore away your confidence that has great recompense of reward. But what does the word says? It says, but ye have need of patience. After that, you have done the will of God to wait on the promise. See, what we, because it hasn't happened yet. We're not looking for it to happen, but the devil is a liar. We have need of patience. Our expectations have to come up. Remember when we used to walk by faith? How many used to walk by faith? You don't have to raise your hand. We used to walk by faith. Those of you who are online, how many of us, we used to walk by faith? Whatever God says, whatever we prayed, we believed God. We believed God. But life happened and everything we prayed for didn't come to pass. So now all of a sudden we are not believing God anymore. We don't even expect God to move anymore. We, can, we know God has said something. There are things God has said about this congregation. Some things God has said about individual lives. We don't, some people don't even expect God to do it anymore. And we've seen him work by a mighty hand. We know some things that he's done has been nothing but the power of God. Some of us are only sitting here today because of the power of God. It's nothing but the power of God. But yet, when the Lord says something else, I don't know. Not sure about that one. That one seemed to be. But the one he brought you out, 
The one he brought you through was big. He brought you through that one by a mighty hand. By a mighty hand. And you're better off today than you were before you came. And yet, the enemy telling us, God not gonna hear. God only hear you when you pray. If he hurt you, why are you still going through it? But the devil is a lie. We've got to raise our level of expectation. If we want God to move in our life, we got to change how we think. The word is our answer. Remember in, in, in Isaiah 61 and 3 how he said, you don't have to put it up. He was going to give us beauty for ashes. We used to believe that. We used to believe that if I call on him, he would answer. We used to believe that if I pray, God will come see about me. But now, it's been so long, we don't even pray no more about situations. What we find ourselves doing, we crying and, and complaining, but we're not praying. If we want the word to work for us, we've got to apply the word. To our lives. In other words, we got to believe what it is that we're asking for, that we're praying about. The word is the truth. Heaven and earth will pass away before any of the word fails. If we don't, if we don't, we can't expect the word to really work in our lives. What he says we can have, we can have. What he says is for me, is for me. I want us to examine this morning. Another thing, how we're going to change, we've got to examine how we believe. Examine not how we believe, examine what we believe. Whose report do we believe? Whose report do we believe? We believe the report of the Lord. We believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Do we believe the same God who worked for us back then is the same God who works for us now? How many of us believe that? Do we really believe it? We're supposed to raise our hands. We're supposed to say yes. But down, down in here, do we really? Are we expecting God to move? I heard a story. I read something online. I read something online that a group of people, a group of farmers, come on in, sweetie, a group of farmers were out in the farm. They, they were out in the field, got together, and there was a drought, and they got together and started raining. God, we need you to send rain tomorrow. Send rain, Lord. I mean, they, rain, they prayed, they prayed, they prayed. And the, we need rain tomorrow. We're expecting you to rain tomorrow. So then they got up the next morning and all of them came back together. And only one little boy brought an umbrella. Why is that? We pray, but do we really believe? Remember God told our father's house, us as a church family, don't pray if you're not going to believe. One person Bought a, one little boy bought an umbrella. Where were the rest of them? They prayed, but they didn't really believe. 
We've got to examine what we believe. Do we believe these mindsets that the enemy has left with us? Or do we believe the report of the Lord? We've got to understand what the devil is trying to do to us. <clears throat> Help us here, Holy Ghost. Understand what the devil is trying to do. What he's trying to get us to do, and I pray that I'm reaching you this morning. What he's trying to get us to do, he wants to keep us in the cycle. We're out of, like I said earlier, we're out of situations. But the devil's still using the seeds he dropped from five years ago, 10 years ago, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And he's playing on our mind. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. I need to close here. But once that man, once Peter said, look on us, once he said it, once he said it, and he reached and he lifted that man up, that man had a testimony. He started running and praising God. And everybody in there, in that temple, knew who he was. They knew where God had brought him from. They knew that it had to be nobody but God. And it gave Peter a greater opportunity to minister the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. We've got to change how we speak, saints. Catch our, if we catch ourselves mumbling, grumbling, and complaining, let's stop. Let's find some people who are going to talk godly conversations. I may come to you, Sister Dale, and say, you know, I'm not really feeling today, good today. But I need, if I come to you and say that, I need encouragement inside of what God can do. Hold on, because God's still there. You're not in this by yourself. I'm, let's say, Sister Sharon, that may say, boy, I'm going through a lot in my life, and home is this, and da 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 a lot of stuff, and back at home, and, and da 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 you know, home, whatever, a whole lot of situations. But who is it, which of us will purpose that we'll stand in the gap for one another? We'll pray for one another. We'll be that person that we can agree with one another. We you stand in prayer, will we stand in faith? Not just say we're going to pray, but so show not pray. Be that one to help that man. Just like different ones would come along and help him. But then when it was time for the Lord to heal him. But somebody helped him alone. Help him to stay alive. Help him to stay. Get back and forth. You can be that one to help them until the Lord brings them through. We need people in our lives who are going to trust God with us. Who are going to stand with us. And I'm not just talking about me as pastor. I'm talking about every one of us. We need people who are going to believe God with us. God will restore. God wants to make us whole because there's so much work to do. There's work to do. Cycles in your life can change. We can get off this, uh, this roller coaster. I 
don't have to be sad always. I, people expect us to respond certain ways, but we don't have to respond the way people expect. Life throws stuff at us. Life throws stuff. It really does. But I don't have, in God, I don't have to respond the way that's expected. Or should I say the way that's expected is that I not lose my joy. That I'm still happy on the inside. That's what's expected from us as a child. Of a this doesn't mean that things won't hurt us. This doesn't mean that we won't cry, but we don't grieve like everybody else. Everything, everything. We, we, we different in the world because we've got power on the inside to absorb and to, for us to endure the things that happens in our lives. Yes, stuff hurts. Yes, I cry. Yes, we cry. But we can strengthen one another by reminding each other. Mm, thank you, Holy Ghost. By reminding each other that it's in God we live. It's, and not only just each other, reminding ourselves. It's in God I live, in God I'm moving, and it's in Him that we have our being. We exist only in Him. He is our strength. He's here today to restore us. But we've got to tell ourselves, I'm coming out of this. Talk to your own self. Remember David in the Bible said how David encouraged himself? Everything was going wrong. Folks want to kill him. Wife kidnapped. All everything, everything, everything gone. Children gone. Everybody gone. But David, the word says, David encouraged himself. And that's what I'm saying to us today. We've got to encourage ourselves. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Though he slay me, Job said, yet will I trust him. Tell yourself, I'm coming out of this and I'm coming out with the victory. And I'm going to identify, because I'm, I'm doing a self-search. Mindsets that the enemy has formed in me, I'm casting them down. Remember what the word says. It says this, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We make these thoughts. Make your thoughts. And this is not mind over matter. We do this through the power of the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of us. Hallelujah, Jesus. We have power over the devil. Yes. Things hurt. People did what they did and it hurt. It made you cry. Life has made us all cry. It made us cry. But it's in God we live. He's promised us certain things in that word. If the enemy can make us not believe the word, he's got us. The word says, I, Jesus said, Lo, I will be with you always, even until the end of the earth. And not only is he with us, but he's God in us. He's God in us. Life going to throw problems at all of us. Stuff going to happen today. Not only today is going to happen tomorrow. Stuff is going to happen. But God wants to make us restored. He wants us to be made whole completely and he wants us to be happy this is not the way life is going to be the rest of your life and you know what i've been doing i've do, done a whole lot of soul soul search soul searching 
been doing that lately because I want to please God. And I want, I've been, as it were, cleaning out this temple. You know how we do spring cleaning? I, I, I've been cleaning out this temple. Any mindsets that I find that are not profitable for the work of the kingdom, they got to go. They have to go. Anything that's been there that I keep bringing, that keep coming up and I keep dwelling on, it's got to go. It's got to go. Situations in my life that I, I keep, I, I see where the enemy, ha, he keeps, he may have left some residual there and mine says, mm -mm, they got to go. And I have power to bring every thought that I think and make it. I love that. I love that. Make the thought obedient to Christ. Mindsets that are not like God have to go. Cycles have to be broken. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. This word is not just for us here in the house. This is the word of the Lord, even for the people of God. But not just the people of God, but those of you who are online too. Cycles have to be broken. Who, Whether you know God or not. If the cycle in your life is one where it's just not, you're just not, you don't know the Lord is Savior. This is for you too. Because that means the enemy can pull you around any way he wants. It's not God's will for you not to be happy. I heard a song a long time ago. It says, happiness is to know the Savior. Living a life living a life that's in his favor having a change in my behavior happiness is the Lord we want to be happy and I don't want to just be happy me and my husband in the house we there to get all the kids out I want to be happy not just in my natural life thank God for our backpack that I am but in my spiritual life I want when God looks at me he smiles I want to feel his presence. I don't want to every time I, I, I get on my knees to pray, I got to repent first. I want to live holy day by day. And anything, any mindsets that the enemy has left in me, I want those mindsets broken. Things that I've become numb to. 
my ways, my thoughts, my actions, things that I just think it's all right. And it's not all right, God. You're not pleased with this. If I can't stand before you and do what it is that I'm doing, God, something wrong with that. You see my thoughts. You know my actions. You know my ways. You know my desires, God. Help me this morning. I need cycles broken in my life. Come on, right where you are, tell him, tell him. Here I am, God. Here we are. Father, you see us. Nothing is hidden from you. You see how I act when I'm by myself. You see what I think. No thought is hidden from you. You see how I act when I'm at home. You see it when I'm in my car. You know what I do. You know me. Nothing is hidden from you. It's not how I perform when I come to church. It's my lifestyle. That you want to be holy. Help us this morning. Many of us are going through psych my so-called cycles be broken some have been from a child some have been lord since a teenage some have happened as a result of situations that have come in our lives help us today oh god the mind says that the enemy has formed in us like it's going to be always like this nobody's any good nobody really love you you're not worth being loved the devil is a liar we our lives will be to the praise of god's glory hallelujah jesus cycles cycles in our lives and if you don't know I'm just asking to save you break the cycle of sin in my life some folks save him psych and sin it God help us this morning because I want my life to bring you glory he's come to help us this morning God is helping us I promise you you'll be honest with him he'll be he'll meet you where you are you where you are be honest with him the things some of us are doing we don't like it we know it ain't right some of our behavior our character it ain't right it's not like God but God help me we come to church and we go home the same as we came because we haven't been honest with God we haven't been honest with ourselves but God is saying cycles have to be broken God help us God put spiritual people in our lives that we can talk to. Not people who bond with us in our sin. Not people who will just make us feel like we're okay. But somebody who's going to tell us, uh uh uh, uh you got to do better than that right there. Help us, God, because we want to please you. We want to be like that man. He, you, what you did for him. He got up and went into the temple with the apostles. He went right into the church and he could testify life that his life living what you had done in him brought you glory because people knew where we used to be but now they see the change I don't want to be the same as I was yesterday help us this morning God thank us thank you father and even God if I'm in a situation that's causing me pain Help me to be free on the inside until you change it. Don't let hatred get in my heart. And in cases where hatred may be there, God, forgive me and help me to be holy in the situation.
until you say change. I bless you for it, God. I give you glory. And Lord, there's some of us who, who, there are things that happened in our lives years ago that we're still holding on to. We haven't really forgiven. Cycles, God. Cycles. Help us to forgive. Help me, God. Situations we don't like the way they're going. And we blame others for how we respond. But God, the failure is in us. Cycles, God, help us to change. It's nobody else's fault how I act. It's me. Nobody. If I'm unrighteous, it's because my heart's not pure. It's nobody else but me. Though the situation is long ago, any residual, Lord, any any residual, any residual, any feelings, any residual, God, we break the power of the thought today. We stand in Christ's stead this morning through the authority of Jesus Christ, by the authority of Jesus Christ, we declare freedom in the house today. In the name of Jesus Christ. The weapon has been formed, but it will no longer prosper. It will not prosper. Cycles are breaking today. And we bless you. Thank you for it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank God. Amen. If you believe it, come on, let's tell the Lord amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the Cycles are breaking. They're changing. You know what? Let me show you something here. And I'm closing again. I just want to show you because I just heard this. Look at this. Okay, this is what we were doing before. Okay? And let me show you what the enemy's trying to do. Let me, I'm going to show you what the enemy's going to try to do. He's going to try to come and say something. And you're going to find yourself getting ready to do this. When you catch yourself right here, getting ready to go back, bring that thought captive. Are we understanding? I need you to see this. Those of you online, look at this. This is what you were doing before. He's taking you in cycles based on the mindsets, based on things that you've done, things that you're thinking. But now, he's going to bring the thought back up again. He's going to bring the thought. You know what? Ain't nothing really happened to you. God, you know God don't care nothing about you because if you can remember... When the thought comes back, or when the trial comes back, what you do when you see or you feel yourself getting ready to do this, to step to go, bring that thought captive. The uh -uh, devil, that you a liar. The word of God says to stand that I can stand in the liberty wherewith Christ has set me free. I don't have to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. The word of word says that he will restore. And this is what he's done and it's doing in me. He's restoring the years that the canker worm and the palmer worm has eaten. He's restoring me. It is Shalabah. And some of you, what's gonna happen? Let me I'm just saying what I hear. Ministry gifts that's been in your life. You will begin to hear God speak again. 
you begin to hear the word of the Lord coming afresh even the more even the more you hear revelation because what's happening because he's breaking the cycle you don't have to fight your mind anymore go with him see because what you had to do before is do this <laughs> out of the cycle but Lord you know I want to be help me and what he's doing uh, you won't have to do go around and then get clear again no you'll be able to walk in the freedom of the spirit are we understanding you got that you understand what I'm talking about I heard that for you you have to fight those cycles from all of that are you understanding what God is saying you have to fight those cycles because the enemy left a mindset the devil is alive we have the authority to stop the conversations in our minds I know the scripture in the casting down imagination the King James but I love how that NIV says we can demolish the arguments and we take captive every thought when that thought come back stop it in its tracks Shut up, devil. Get them shut up. Go about your business. And you know what? You know how you break something? Resist it. Stop feeding it. When the enemy come back talking, don't even have a conversation with him. Who you talking to? Why you gonna talk to the devil? Know who we are in God. He said, yeah, we live and move and have our being. My time is up. We bless the Lord for you this morning. Come on, let's tell the Lord, thank you for the word. Thank God for the word. the presence of the Lord this morning. Did we hear God today? I pray we heard. This is one of those messages I need to go back and listen to. This is one we need to go back and listen to again. Let's not take take for granted that we got everything. Because saints, God wants to break these cycles in our lives. And let me tell you what he'll do too. I, but I hear him. Y'all bear with me here. What I, he, what I hear now, this cycle can be broken. Some of us, go with me with the camera here. This, this cycle right here, this may be the one right here that's broken. And we could be going on, and then the Lord will show you something over here. Show you another one. This one. Then he'll break this one. And we're feeling better, but we're not still feeling 100. Then he'll take us over here. Now look at this, Carly. And this is what he's been doing. And then now this cycle right here has to be broken. Because there are different cycles about different... This may just be the big one. This may be the big one. But they're even smaller. And God is making us whole. Let's go with him. Let's, let's walk with him. Whatever he says for us to do, let's do it. Don't be afraid to let God show you what's working in us. Because the devil didn't just leave one mindset. Don't be afraid to let God show you. For us to let God show us what's working in us. Amen. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.